Hello and welcome to Reflections Inside the Greenhouse with Max Media. Hi there, welcome back. How are you? How are you doing? Autumn's here. Autumn is here. And I'm in the greenhouse surrounded by the beauty that is rich autumnal colour. These are my colours. These colours, these autumn colours, golden browns, ginger, burnt orange, chartreuse, olive greens and scarlet reds, just to name a few. Just take a look up at some of the trees, just looking up at some of the trees, take a look up, breathe it in, take it in through all of your senses. It's just so therapeutic. And as for the weather, we're still experiencing 16 and 17 degrees here in the UK. That seems unusual for, for this time of year, but, but I'm grateful for it and I'll take it for as long as it lasts. So I've been looking at the 30-day declutter challenge. Have you heard about it? The 30-day declutter challenge. I think it's come to the fore right now specifically because we are now in lockdown number two. I know, not great, but somehow expected. I hope you're faring somewhat better this time round, this lockdown, handling what appears to be a different type of normal living. I mean, things seem, still seem to be very bu busy roundabout, though. It's definitely not as quiet as the first lockdown was. But I imagine, unfortunately, there's still a huge number of people who are unable to travel into work or to even work at the moment, to be able to work at the moment, work at all, in lots of different industries. It's a really difficult time. Anyway, the least said about all of that, the better. But I just pray that God, pray God, that you experience the provision that you need, that you'll have everything that you need. So back to the app, the Declutter Challenge app, probably highlighted, as I say, at the moment, with the idea that some people will have approximately one month, couple of weeks to get down to those long outstanding jobs at home so you can download it if you want to i'm sure it's available wherever you purchase apps i'm not suggesting that you do that but some of the suggestions for each day when i looked at it caught my eye for me decluttering isn't a 30-day event it's it's become a way of life i don't know whether that's a good thing or not i know each to their own so but some of the ideas for decluttering are Giving your car a good clear out, a good clear out. That's in, under the understanding that you have a car. But no, this is not a clean now, this is a clear out. I mean, unless you need to clean your car, but I imagine that it's standard for most people to drive through a car valet service every now and again. Uh, I imagine that you do that anyway, but clearing the car out is a totally different matter. We're talking about the glove compartment, the boot, or, or the trunk, depending on where you're listening from. I know if you're listening from the United States, firstly, welcome, my, remember my manners, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, welcome, you're always welcome, please come back. And secondly, I know in the United States, you call it the trunk, we call it the boot in the UK, you call it the trunk. So clear out the junk from the trunk, 
<laughs> Another clear out is a clear out or declutter of old emails. Oh my goodness. You know when you have that email from about 10 or more or so years ago, which you'll probably never need to refer to again, but it just gets left there, taking up valuable space, valuable gigabyte space, or megabyte, whatever you call it. Maybe that's just me, but, but now it's time for it to go. It's time to declutter, it's time for it to go forever. Just get rid of it, never need it again. Another suggestion for decluttering is to empty a junk drawer. Now you know you have one. If you've, if you've lived for any length of time, you'll have at least one junk drawer. And if you're a potential hoarder, you, you'll have many. <laughs> now if you're a frequent visitor to the greenhouse, you will know that you'll never be judged here. So I'm not about to judge you. If you do have lots of junk drawers, <laughs> that sounds funny. If you do have lots of junk in the drawers, how about tackling some of them? Not, I'm not mad at you, I'm not judging you, but how about tackling some of them, one of them at least? See how it makes you feel. And this decluttering isn't just of material things. One suggestion is to take a day to meditate switch off. I mean switch off. You know what you need to switch off from. Electronics and maybe electronics. I know possibly you could switch off from electronics. <laughs> no email, no texts, no snap, no Facebook, no TikTok, no Insta. Oh my god they're endless. Just switch off from all of it for at least half a day. At least half a day. Give yourself a chance to clear your mind and meditate. You might, you, find, you might like it, you might decide to switch off once a week, switch off from electronics once a week. Find a moment to think on things that are good and to bathe your mind with things that are honest and true. And I know it's a challenge these days, but take some time to search for and seek out those things. Take some time to pray, talk to God, Talk about those things you can't or won't talk to anyone else about. That's another good way to get things off your chest, to clear your mind. I highly recommend it. And of course, then there's listening to some good music. But that's another episode. That's another episode. Actually, episode 19 to be exact. Go back and have a listen to episode 19. So there are 30 suggestions because as I said it's intended to be a 30 day challenge but I'm not being restricted, I'm not being restricted by that and you needn't be either. Just take it in your stride, I'm going to take it in my stride, just take whichever, whichever day I decide to take and declutter whatever I decide to declutter. Um, but the main thing is to commit to staying decluttered. That's actually the challenge of day 30. So it's a 30 day challenge. And on day 30, it says, commit to staying decluttered. So why not give it a go? So much has happened over the last couple of weeks. So let's reflect on some of the events. We've had World Kindness Day. World Kindness Day. Because humans have become so mindless and thoughtless that we need a day to remind us to be kind to people. Isn't it interesting that we don't actually need a day to remind us to be kind to our pets? That's really something, isn't it? Don't need a day to remind us to take the dog for a walk. Be kind to the dog, be kind to the cat. 
Anyway, in the words of that great song, just try a little tenderness every day. Uh, I said I'd share an encouraging thought or saying or axiom with you every time I come in here. So this one quote is from the late great poet an author, an educator, etc, etc, Dr. Maya Angelou. She says that this, this, the quote from her is that people will forget what you said and people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. People will forget what you said and forget what you did, but will never forget how you made them feel. And that really resonated with me. We can all remember how someone made us feel, can't we? So, so with that in mind, be, be remembered for being kind every day, any day. Not just because media says it's World Kindness Day, but every day with any person that you may come into contact with. And even if it's just one person, give it a go. Now, I know sometimes that's not as easy as it sounds because the reality is, is that we can be around some very difficult people but by God's grace and with as much as is in you, aim to be kind. Make it your intention. Be intentional about it. Talking of being kind, even when faced with seemingly difficult personalities, the US presidential elections have also taken place, haven't they? Just taken place. What a show that's been. I didn't really follow it as much, uh, that much, but I admit some of it was unavoidable. I mean, it was everywhere. I'm not really going to get into it, but in my own contemplations, I don't believe that it's all over yet. I'll admit um, I'm cringing a bit at the victory celebrations as there's something about them that seem, uh, how shall I say, that seem premature. The celebrations, the victory celebrations seem somewhat premature and I'm not sure why, but I really think that it's not all as cut and dry as it may seem at the moment. I'm just going to leave that there. I read a statement somewhere, I uh, can't remember where I saw it, but it read something like, make sure you are voting because of who you want and not because of who you don't want. Make sure you're voting because of who you want and not because of who you don't want. Suffice to say, it caught my eye and my attention. But to you listening from the United States, you can rest easy because what I know about American politics can just about be recorded on a postcard. So I'm really not in a position to get into it. But the one thing I will do, which is the same thing I do during general elections here in the UK, is pray God's will be done for you there. Because I'm confident that, that he's omniscient and knows the beginning and the end and everything in between way more than I can even imagine. So I rest in my commitment to that prayer. And that leads me neatly onto the issue of trust. I don't know how you feel about things in life at the moment, but I don't feel as if I can place the same level of trust in areas where I used to. I don't feel as if I, if the, uh, the politicians can be trusted, the financial system, the health service and authorities, the media. There just seems to be this huge smokescreen where things are not as they seem. You don't know where to turn, which direction to take what to listen to, which guidance to follow. There's so many voices to plough through and you still mightn't even find the absolute truth. You may find half-truths or no truth at all. Uh, just, you know, for a moment, I found it all very 
disconcerting and maybe I'm late to the party maybe you've always felt that way but I remember when I did put a fair amount of trust in the infrastructure of this country this land but that seems to be dwindling literally on a daily basis and then of course my spirit prompts me to look up at that moment because there's nowhere else to look is there really I look up and I remember the instruction not to put trust or my trust in any of these things in any of these things like infrastructure but to trust the Lord with all with everything the actual quote is a biblical one it's in the book of wise sayings called the Proverbs in the Bible I tell you there isn't a topic in life that isn't covered in that book in the book of Proverbs and a revisit to it had me refreshingly astounded and and encouraged at the same time this particular quote is found in that book, Book of Proverbs, in the Old Testament of the Bible, in chapter 3, verse 5. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and don't lean on your own understanding. And then it goes on to say, Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and he will direct your way, or make your way straight, and give you clear vision. The clearest vision is called 2020. 2020 vision. That's the clearest vision that you can have. 2020. Coincidence? No, not to the author and finish of our faith. It's no coincidence. Acknowledging, recognizing, submitting to the Lord in everything. That's where peace begins, where knowledge and wisdom starts, where clarity can be had and where hope is kept alive. Because the truth is, whether you're spiritual or not, you can't help but realise that we are surrounded by ever-dwindling hope. But hope in God, in the all-knowing and all-powerful and all-wise God, that hope, that kind of hope is always alive and always kept that way. That leads me neatly on to the approaching season. Yes, it's almost Christmas. And this year, more than ever, I, actually, I'm aware that some people don't even want to talk about it yet, <laughs> but I'm here, I'm there, I'm there, it's Christmas soon. And I'm grateful for that, for what or whom I believe is the real reason for the season. So that's Jesus Christ, the real reason for the season, the light and hope of the world. So with that in mind, I'm not waiting for two weeks before Christmas Day, as I might usually do, to bring extra decorative lighting into the house or to erect and light up that tree. No, I'm not waiting. The garland's gone up on the door and it's all happening right now over here. I said this year that once Halloween is past, Halloween, which I don't celebrate by the way, because why would I celebrate darkness in all of its forms? Not even for fun. And I feel as though there's been more than enough darkness this year without me actually celebrating it too so no no halloween celebrations here i determined that this year once all saints day is here then as far as i'm concerned it's time to celebrate light and hope the light of the world so roll on christmas preparations and of course many are saying it won't be the same due to potential restrictions and and that may sadly be the case and also because of how commercialized everything's become, with people out of work and not earning, maybe people think that they're not gonna be able to buy as much presents and, and the like and, and so forth. But 
What I'm grateful for right now is that no amount of restrictions can change the truth of the message, the truth of the reason for the season. None of that can or ever will be changed. Christmas can't be canceled. It won't be canceled. The way we celebrate and commemorate, yes, that might change. That might change. But the essence of the season and the truth of the message reverberates throughout the ages as powerful now as it was and has been for over 2,000 years. Now, in some way, shape or form, that is worth being thankful for and celebrating any day. Until next time.